I would still need like a good local movie house. <laughs> but that's all I need. Welcome to Dunstan Checks, man. The best and only podcast breaking down the 1996-8 film Dunstan Checks in minute by minute. I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Emily Monkey Town. And today we're going to be talking about minute 61, yeah. which has randomly been paired with. Yeah, this is a weird thing because odd numbers are typically my choice. Yeah. And yet, due to the powers of randomization, mm. this was one that you put in the hat. Yeah, so it's randomly been paired with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yeah. which was my choice. Yeah. Uh, so I think because it's my choice, I'll just step in when it should be discussed. Sure. I kind of have a moment where I think it's it's pertinent. Yeah, I'll say it next to, aside from, like, next to Dunstan Checks In and Super Mario Brothers, I think Who Framed Roger Rabbit might be the show that I've talked about on the most different podcasts. Yeah, I was going to say that, just in general, I think it's been the, it's behind Star Wars. Oh, and then sure. that's I guess even, that's also Star there. Wars is yeah. now over nine movies. Yeah. So, beyond Star Wars, which even if you take one individually, I think it might even be talked about more mm-hmm. than Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But I think that would be the second yeah. And what people talk about on podcasts ever. <laughs> oh, you mean people in general? Yes. I mean, I was talking to me specifically, too, because I'm pretty sure... It, I I don't know if we did a whole episode, but I feel like we talked about it on uh, Ben Vion Spielberg during the production years. Yeah, I... I, um, I definitely was on Ready, Set, Geek talking about it. Yes, I remember that one. <laughs> and now we're talking about it here. Hmm. Anyway, it's a good movie, Who Framed Rad Travis. It really is. Who knew? It's a fucking good movie. <laughs> Who knew? More like Who Framed. Okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> uh, this is. Should we talk about that? We. It's. It's now a new year. You know. Oh, it's twenty twenty. People are going to be hearing this. Yeah. You know, right after the Discord thing. Yeah, that was a while. It's been. It's. It's been mm-hmm. some time. Mm-hmm. It's been a long road. It's been a long time since we last recorded. Yeah. That was on me. I needed a break. I was feeling a little burnt out. No, Not that's just fine. from you, but from podcasts that's in general. Perfect. Um, it worked out. Just great. Yeah. We're we're all, we're coming back fresh. Yeah. And we fresh had a seventeen minute pre show. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what people want. I mean yeah. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Well, where was this going? It's a new year. I just wanted to say it's yeah. a new it's a new day. It's yeah. a new dawn. Yeah. It's a new year. Okay. Uh minute sixty one. Uh-huh. So Mr. Now on our randomized minutes, when do we talk about the movie? That's what I, I was saying I would jump in. Because okay. it was my choice no, it's of film. Your, it's your, it's your, your honor bound yeah. to find the end. I mean, the other, the other way we could do it is we could honor the odd even. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of have a moment where I think it, it, okay. it is good for the discussion of Roger Rabbit. Perfect. Uh, in, in our style of matching the movie with the minute, mm-hmm. this is. I have a moment where I think, okay, you could kind of argue this almost works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's the way that we should carry these out. Yeah. These random ones. That's fair. Uh, so Mr. Grant uh-huh. has just finished speaking to Lord Rutledge. Mm-hmm. We don't see him, but we see Mr. Grant. That turn. feels like ten years ago. Yeah, I'm I so know. glad that you gave me the little previously on Dunstan <laughs> checks in because I oh. fully one thousand percent forgot. I I was worried when I sat down to watch this minute. I went, I haven't watched a minute of this in like a month. Yeah, am I even going to remember what the hell is going on in this movie? God knows. God knows. So he turns, and there's Mrs. Dubrow. Dubrow. Hanging out by, like, a fence? A I grate? think she was waiting to ambush Mr. Grant. Oh, well, certainly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what what do you think was that structure? God, was I that, couldn't tell you. I, 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 I want to say it's an area that is, like, supposed to be employees only. 
so they could close that and lock it, you know? Yeah. They could lock the gates. Did you Did you play Control at all? No, but I've heard a lot about it and I really want to. I think perhaps the Majestic Hotel is an extension of the oldest house, <laughs> which is for all those control heads out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. I kind of know what you're talking about. <laughs> We've talked about in previous minutes I, I, about how the um the uh air conditioning, the the, the vents the don't vents, make any sense, yeah. I they change based on what Dunstan needs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not based on the actual structure of anything. Because maybe Dunstan is you know, I forget what they call them in control, but an SCP, basically. An SCP, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the old school internet thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did that stand for? Something control? Well, I couldn't something? tell you. Project? You ever look up the one that Max Landis wrote? No, it's real thank bad. you. <laughs> no, thank you. Is that the one that's... Uh, some Tupac CD. Oh. There's, I remember one that someone uh, pointed out because it was so bad. It had something to do with like a, a a woman's body it was oh. really it, it was really a, gross i'm not 100 sure that it's a tupac cd actually now that i think about it but it's definitely a 90s hip-hop cd mm. uh so mr dubrow approaches mm-hmm. dubrow mr grant i would like to talk about her outfit yeah I, we've probably talked about it before i don't think we've talked specifically that and this in this minute you did get a good view we of it because she's from look. a distance and walks toward mr yeah. grant she's from i'm from southern california she's from a distance yeah okay <laughs> good um i this is i would think i think a rare example of good of someone doing a good job in this movie oh okay <laughs> whoever was in charge of mrs dubrow's costume because to me this is a costume that very effectively communicates she has money she does not have taste <laughs> <laughs> is it now is it the cuffs on the sleeves or is it the collar it's or the, both? Uh, the collar is definitely a big part of it yeah her collar is sort of like not embroidered but it has like it's lace it's, it's lace. almost like yeah. a doily it's like, like doily it's yeah. just attached to her collar in a way that does not look great i think mm. and also it looks fuzzy but not soft or comfortable yeah that's not great it's also just like I don't know when you're when you have a, a whole outfit that's exactly the same color. Mm. I, that only kind of works if it's like a really strong dynamic color. I feel like, and this mm. is just like a, a light lavender that is just like she looks like a bathroom. Do you know what I mean? Yes, an <laughs> old bathroom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. No, if you see the cuffs on her jacket or what? Do they also have like lace? Yes, on them? it's also the lace, but it's yeah. it's more shiny. Oh, I don't care for that. Yeah, I I almost thought it was um what what are those little circle doodle doodle dads? Mm. If you put them on a pillow, you can make them go different directions. What oh, sequence sequence. Um, you can do that on a shirt too. On a shirt, make them go different directions. Oh, sure. She um, also is wearing a necklace that like. Well, the necklace matches the earrings. Yes, like, but like perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like we say matches, we don't mean matches in that it complements. We mean she has two earrings and then she's wearing the exact same thing on her neck. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she walks over. Yeah. She says, well, how was his meal? Yeah. Talking about Lord Rutledge. Lord Rutledge. Yeah. Who had exited the dining area mm-hmm. of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mr. Grant says, well, I believe he used the words absolutely delightful, which yeah. if you recall, which mm-hmm. you don't, it's okay. I do recall. Oh, you do actually. recall? Because he was saying it. He actually did say absolutely delightful. But not in a different context. Yeah. He was saying, I would not say it was absolutely delightful. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, 
So the old uh, take the two positive sounding words from a negative movie review, put it on your poster trick. Uh-huh. <laughs> a ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a wild ride. Something like that. That's, yeah. the, that's what they always go for. Yeah. Um, so Mrs. Dubrow then communicates. Well, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Because especially after the incident with your son today. Yeah. Now, I believe she is specifically referring to the um, incident in the massage area mm-hmm. where they're looking for Dunstan. Then they see Lord Rutledge looking for Dunstan. And then that's when he starts chasing after Rutledge. Yeah. When Kyle starts chasing after Rutledge. Yeah. And starts yelling at him. And yeah. then that's that was a big moment when Mr. Grant sends him away to be punished yes. and then he is still able to freely roam the hotel yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's that mm-hmm. uh and then she says i love children i really do does she no okay i i also like to highlight another person doing a good job in this movie and that's mm. faye dunaway in this scene yeah she's doing what i came to call it as i was watching the minute tooth first acting <laughs> she's, uh, she in which she is doing a sort of thing where she is sort of she is really coming at Mr. Grant mm. tooth first. Yeah. Like and that you know that culminates in the end of her line where she does a smile that is like it is almost like she is trying to psychologically use her teeth as a battering ram yeah. against Mr. Grant. Yeah. Um and I think it I think it really she really she really strikes a specific kind of aggressiveness mm. that I think uh works in this scene. Mm. I would say on the other end of that, um, Jason Alexander is doing lip acting. Okay, yeah. Which which is he's using his lips to guard. Yeah, he's he's going he's lip first. <laughs> yeah, he's lip first. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really something to see when you start catching what his lips are doing. Yeah. They're doing a lot of work. Uh, so Mrs. Dubrow suggests maybe keep your boys locked in their rooms until the crystal ball okay, is over. You're glossing over one of the, her most powerful and dynamic lines here. What, what, I now I've forgotten. Locked. Oh, locked. Words. Yeah. She really hit, she really hits locked hard. She really does. Uh, keep your boys locked in their rooms mm-hmm. uh, until the crystal ball is over, uh, and then she says, maybe call it quarantine. We can like make a, a game. game out of it. We yeah. can call it quarantine, mm-hmm. and then that's when she does her smile, where it's like her teeth are trying to escape her mouth to attack Mr. Grant. And uh, now I'd like to talk about Hooper and Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I was just about to say, they're kind of kind of like those bullets in Hooper and Roger Rabbit. Well, not just that. I I think there is a lot of... Judge Doom does a lot of teeth acting. Oh, that's true. He has... They do give Christopher him... Christopher Lloyd, a pioneer in tooth-first acting. Yeah, and they do give him false teeth because he is, as it is famously revealed in the end, a tune. Whoa, spoilers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and so... Uh, the 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 also idea of keep keep someone locked up make it a game yeah. it's kind of like when Roger has to be kept in the Sink? in the rock gut room I think they call it they have a funny name for it oh they do you're right that in, back in room the, in the bar yeah, yeah where it has the eye holes yeah yeah, it's, yeah. It, they have given it a funny name like that uh, and Roger's very excited to be in like a speakeasy yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Roger Rabbit fucking holds up. Yeah, I don't think there's much that can be said that hasn't already ever been said about it on a podcast. By Maybe us, even by us. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this is uh, this is something I noticed that I don't know that I've ever said on a podcast before. There's a great moment in the film Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So um, Roger has handcuffed himself to our hero Eddie Valiant. Yes. Um, uh, Eddie reveals that he does not have a key to these handcuffs, and mm-hmm. uh-oh, the the evil weasels are at the door looking for Roger. Yeah. So they have this whole elaborate scene where Eddie has to like hide Roger 
even though he's attached to his wrist. Mm-hmm. And then later, Roger just effortlessly slips out of the handcuffs, and Eddie says to him, you mean to tell me you could do that anytime? And he says, no, not anytime, Eddie, only when it's funny. Uh-huh. And I feel like if I had to define myself in one line, <laughs> it would be that moment from Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I felt an <laughs> incredible connection to Roger Rabbit in that moment where I just was like, I was like pointing at the screen. That's me. <laughs> That's me on that screen right now. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I was doing a lot of thinking about wh- who is Judge Doom. Yeah. You know, because he is a tune mm-hmm. and we do get a lot of weird little background things where. Not all tunes are famous in our real life, though. Baby Herman's not a real tune. Well, no. I, I, I don't even think he has... To, I don't even... I'm not even connecting... You're going to like try to make a fan theory. Actually, Doc, Judge Doom is fucking uh, Ed from Ed and Eddie. Yeah, he probably is. <laughs> the, no, because he's dead. So it's a tune that had to have died in 1947. Well, you know the fan theory about Ed and Eddie. Ed, Ed and Eddie. Oh, they're all dead yeah, the whole time? Because they're at a cul-de-sac, which is a dead end. And yeah, and they're also the... Uh, I listen. I'm not normally not a fan of these kind of theories. I feel mm. like it kind of makes sense with it, Eddie, because the the other evidence is that they're all wearing clothes that are very distinct from one era. So the mm. idea is that is the time that they died. Okay. Um, and their tongues are like green, like they look like the way they're animated. They look like dead bodies. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. That's not bad. Uh, but Judge Doom, we know that he he w- whatever cartoon that he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, before he put on the mask. No one cared about him until he put on the mask. Um, (laughs) He he stole a a zillion, you know, simoleons, the tune money, Mm -hmm. uh, and then somehow through the Judge Doom character bought the election to become like in charge of Toontown or whatever. become the head judge. Uh, And then uh, Eddie and his brother, Teddy, Mm -hmm. were working on the robbery case, and that's how... Uh, his brother died yeah like there's some little things that we can pick up but i think the most important is there is this whole i think it's you know in in the film it's this weird gag that um it's like oh we have the red car we have some of the best um public transit in america right now which la is now known for freeways yes even even at the time it was made that was kind of i think the joke of the whole movie yeah but it's uh, also true. It's also true. At yeah. the time, L.A. did have the best public transit in the in America. Well, I guess. The <laughs> no, it did. That's the whole thing. Like, like <laughs> I talked about this on my Ready, Set, Geek, but, like, uh-huh. literally the reason our public transit shit is the way it is uh-huh. is because the exact, Dr. Doom's exact plan in the movie happened Do- in real Doom life. From Dr. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Doom's plan in the movie, like, straight up, that is what the oil companies actually did in real life. Yeah. I still think New York had the best including, subway system. Including steamrolling ethnic neighborhoods. Well, yeah. The um, But the the idea of this tune, he was like, I saw the freeways. I, I need to build them. Yeah. I, I think there is something to, like, uh, this tune feels like he had, like, an actual vision yeah. of the future yeah. and must complete that vision. And because tunes are you know kind of out of whack mm-hmm. it is that idea of like uh this this tune is evil <laughs> this tune i don't know i'm very into like what what exactly was going on mm. with judge doom yeah and then the idea that we do live in a world where that all of that came true in a society even. Uh, yeah we, we live in a we society, live in a society <laughs> yeah. where a man can't put on clown makeup and dance on stairs <laughs> oh, without it. being ridiculed <laughs> so we we live in a society where that did happen. Yeah. And, you know, and, 
Eddie says only a tune could come up with an idea that crazy. Yeah. Like, but but in, in you know we got clowns in Congress. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't know. I'm very. It, it's it's so it's so weird to see it happen like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's like this movie is calling out the world. Yeah. And the world is like, oh shit, you you caught me. <laughs> Can I confess something to you about Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Hmm. The moment at the uh, near the start of the film when Judge Doom kills the shoe. Yeah. By putting him in the dip. Yeah. That to me is like almost on par with John Wick level of like I can't watch this because it's too sad. Wow. I'm like them killing the dog in John Wick. Wow. Because it just like that little shoe is like so cute and yeah. it rubs it rubs up like a like a dog or cat oh, would yeah. on the leg mm. and then Judge Doom just fucking kills it and it breaks my heart every time. Yeah. I will never get over that I, shoe. I also wonder if Judge Doom somehow wanted to be the only tune. <sighs> I there's there's a lot Listen Tunes essentially have superpowers. Like, they can't be hurt physically. Mm-hmm. They can't be killed except by the dip. They, well, the weasels die by laughing too much, but oh, even they, but they turn they into still, cartoon ghosts. Yeah, they still live on as ghosts. Yeah. Um, if you're the only tune in a world full of humans, that's power. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Uh, I don't know. I It just had me thinking a lot about Doom and his motives and what he was what he was actually up to yeah. it's a dense text yeah it really is <laughs> i am um, i don't know if i've ever talked about this on a i probably have but i i read the book that it's like based on mm-hmm. uh which is called who censored roger abbott oh, yeah. um very different mm-hmm. and it does get a little more into like what what the deal is with tunes yeah and like kind of how people hate them specifically yeah. and the way that 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 works in that world which yeah. i think is it is more interesting in the book because in the in the movie you get the Ink and Paint Club, yeah, um, which is uh, a, again w- one of the more fascinating scenes mm-hmm. and more memorable. Yeah, you have Daffy and Donald playing the piano at each other. Yeah, which I think is is pretty great. It's pretty. It is great. Yeah, but I was thinking about this. Like, does um, I don't know if this does this movie have like a famous line? Do you know what I mean? You think of like movies that have famous. Oh, this movie! I think this movie definitely has a famous line. Okay, what um, would you say is the famous line from the uh, movie? I'm not bad, Eddie. I'm just drawn that way. That's yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I would have to be one of Jessica's lines. Yeah, because she she gets a lot of good ones. You know what I was thinking about? Huh? There were several grown men who had to go go somewhere and on audition maybe for mm. a part where like okay, so you have no lines. All you need to do in the scene is be horny for a cartoon. Yeah. The one guy that stands up and yeah, she has to like push, push him push back, back down. down. Yeah. Like think about that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was probably a friend of someone. <laughs> I don't think they had to audition. But still. But still, yeah, they still yeah. had to His do it. Whole, their, your whole deal here is you just have to be horny for a cartoon and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's it's such a fascinating movie. And, and uh, I think part of that for me is the way that it like essentially created Toontown at Disneyland. Yeah. And it became... They they thought at one point that it was going to be like their next big. It was like that, and I don't remember what year Dick Tracy came out. Yeah. But those two were going to like feed a whole theme park in Florida. Yeah. Uh, and then something fell through with either with um, Spielberg or the one of the companies. Yeah. Where they just couldn't make the ride, or the movie didn't do as well. I think Dick Tracy didn't do as well as they well, Dick thought. Dick Tracy definitely bombed. Yeah. So they they weren't going to make the ride anymore. Yeah. So it really just everything kind of like they thought that was going to be their next big moneymaker at a theme park. Yeah. And it just really, both of those fell <laughs> under that. Uh, I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. Cause I think Toontown in Disneyland wouldn't exist without this movie. Sure. For sure. Yeah. 100%. Uh, 
Uh, but then those other theme park things just didn't happen. I don't know. That's just really funny to me. I was surprised to see the movie is currently on Disney Plus. Yes. I, I for some reason I thought that would just be like hard, especially hard to clear. Well, see, I wonder if that has something to do with um, those those rights, those theme park rights. If yeah. the if um, maybe it was very quietly like bought by Disney mm. in a way that wasn't public, like the Lucasfilms purchase. Who, Wait, what was bought by Disney? The the whole every Roger Rabbit like anything Roger Rabbit must is owned by Disney. Yeah, but Bugs Bunny's in the movie. I know. I don't know how that how Bugs any Bunny's of that works. not owned by Disney. No, I know. <laughs> it's really it's uh, I I think that I I and you have to wonder at the time that this movie was made, mm-hmm. how did you know Zemeckis or one of the producers or whoever approach Warner Brothers? Yeah, and say uh, so we're doing a movie about tunes like yeah. <laughs> we need we would like clearance to use your characters yeah uh it's not it, like it wasn't technically a disney movie that i mean i guess that's why you're shocked it's not it's on disney plus yeah it was made by amblin or whatever well, i'm just shocked that like you know how like things will get held up because they had you know usually with music where they had the rights of the time but they mm. don't anymore yeah i would have assumed that like one of those characters would have something like that associated yeah. with it where they wouldn't be able to get it on Disney+. Plus. I mean, a lot of them are Disney characters. It True. is, but uh, is the is the um, copyright out on Betty Boop? Is Betty Boop public domain? I don't know. How does any of that work? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh, American stuff doesn't go into public domain. Disney made damn sure of that. Well, yeah. Um, I just read a thing that Great Gatsby is going in next year. Oh, yeah? Public domain. So I'm going to start doing my fan production <laughs> Gatsby, where I play every role including the cars <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think there's much more that can be said about Who Framed Roger Rabbit no but it's a great movie if you haven't seen it go go give it a check out it's real good it's yeah it really is oh also on Disney Plus is a cartoon called Bonkers which at the time when they were making it was going to be the Roger Rabbit cartoon yeah uh, but it's now just like generic brand Roger Rabbit. They cartoon. could not get the, what that clearance they couldn't get on doing an animated version of Roger Rabbit. Mm. Uh, and so they just made up because the idea is, is it's he's like the first tune cop yeah. and he's paired up with a policeman, yeah. a human policeman. So it was kind of like, oh, you know, it could it could have been a spinoff Roger Rabbit. And then they it ended up being its own weird little thing. Yeah. Bon- bonkers is is weird. It includes a lot is of. It, would you might you might say it's Bonkers? Yeah, Bonkers <laughs> is the name of the Bobcat who is the main character. Uh, bonkers the Bobcat. I don't care about Bonkers. I like the SNES game a lot. All right, let's get back in a minute. Where we leave off? Call it quarantine. Yes. Okay. Quarantine. So this you, is where. Huh? You. This is an aviator thing. Maybe. Oh god. In the movie god. The Aviator, oh, he has no. to spell the word quarantine a lot. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, so this is where Mr. Grant says they'll both be on their best behavior and the film cuts to classic, classic joke cut. Yeah. A Frisbee hitting a little statue in the hotel room that Kyle and Brian have essentially stolen to house Dunstan. Yes. And you hear that statue break. And then you see Dunstan looking at the camera and laughing like a little bastard. I think you said shithead. Yeah. I suggested shithead. You also thought that wasn't true. Maybe that. I don't know. The, but yeah, he does. He does a good smile to camera. Uh, I noted. Okay, so the everyone's throwing a frisbee. Yeah. Or <laughs> that, that that is accurate to say. Yeah. Everyone's throwing a frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> there are three three people. Well, and two three, people yeah. and one orangutan. Yeah. Throwing a fris one frisbee among them all. And yet, there's some frisbee 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I got questions about this frisbee. You think this frisbee's got its mind of its own? Yeah. What? I think, my, I, I think you're talking about a magic frisbee theory. I'm, I'm suggesting a second frisbee. <laughs> There's not a second frisbee. There's a second frisbee. I think it's just cut very frantically so you don't see them run over and pick up the frisbee. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but one, one, one looks more red than the other. Well, it's yellow on one side and yellow and with a spiral on the other side. I don't know. So you're seeing one side and the other. I think I think we're dealing with a second frisbee. <laughs> I don't know. Which direction did it come from? <laughs> <laughs> Back into the left. <laughs> I don't know about that one. So you're saying this frisbee stopped in midair. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, at one point, Dunstan is hanging from the chandelier. Yeah. Which I wonder. I've always wondered about well, chandeliers. Can I just say? Uh-huh. We're, we've got the minute on a loop on mute right yeah. now. The main frisbee we see is on both sides because Dunstan flips it enough for you to see both sides mm-hmm. is a yellow and red swirl but you see mostly yellow mm. the frisbee that hits the thing and breaks it is mostly red there's two fucking frisbees in this scene uh, there, I have a screenshot that that we always look through the screenshots to decide what is this minute screenshot mm-hmm. where you see that what you're saying is wrong I don't know the screenshot tells all I don't know uh, either way Dunstan's either way. hanging from a chandelier uh, a chandelier. Have you ever thought about hanging from chandeliers? Yes, all the time. Have you thought about, you know, the clearance, you know, could could hang? The weight clearance, you're yeah. saying. Yeah, you're probably right about the frisbee. <laughs> um, you just saw it. <laughs> I am, I now I'm looking at the frisbees. I'm telling you, there's a I'm second s- frisbee. No, I'm seeing just the one with the swirl. I don't know. <laughs> Would you ever want to hang from a chandelier? No, too scary. Okay, I mean, same. Maybe, it's like, if I had to, you know? If yeah. I'm, if I'm being chased and I got to clear some distance real quick, maybe yeah. I'll jump on a chandelier. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in, in normal circumstances, I wouldn't risk it, no. Because I feel like a chandelier can't be that much different than, like, a ceiling fan. You know? Yeah, and look at my ceiling fan. There used to be a part on it that's not anymore there anymore because I was just sitting at my fucking desk and it just fell off. Yeah. That shit's not stable. I mean, yeah, I've I've seen if you turn some some ceiling fans, you turn them up to high, they're wobbling. Yeah, they're wibbly wobbling. That's, and maybe they do fall down. Yeah, it's a little scary. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I would wonder if you know the the weight of Dunstan would be enough to knock the chandelier down, or if it's been you know, obviously you, uh, for the film it's been super supported or something. Yeah. Uh, it's just a fucking grip holding the chandelier. <laughs> Poor grip. Uh, so the other thing that I noticed is when Dunstan is hanging, he's hanging with his bandaged hand. Yeah. I he's, think, a, he's playing the danger game right well, there. I also think it, that's just the crew didn't think ahead. Yeah. It's, it's, it, we've talked before about Dunstan, the, uh, Samson, the actor who plays Dunstan, mm. must have had a limited list of things that he could do. Yeah. They put the bandage on the hand that he could hang from. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah, he he's like this is his hanging hand. They yeah. didn't think about that when they put the bandage on. Perhaps uh, either that or he just learned all of his tricks on one hand. So he's got every trick must be on that hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, either way, hanging from the injured hand. Uh, we get to the by the end. Oh, they're jumping around on the bed. Dunstan and they're making er, like House Dunstan. of Pain. They're jumping around. Yeah, but uh, Kyle and Brian are jumping on the bed. They're doing you know yeah. stunts, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. He does, uh, a, he does, does like, like a, a tumble roll. What's yeah. it called? Tumble roll. That's <laughs> tumble good. Tumble roll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so at the end of this minute, the very end, yeah. we have Dunstan and Kyle mm-hmm. are in the bath with bubbles. Yeah, lots of bubbles. And 
what? <laughs> I don't know if that's safe. No, I don't. I don't I'm, any, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not safe. Uh-huh. Also, they have like it doesn't look like a towel. It's not textured like a towel, but there is some sort of cloth draped over the side of the bath that's definitely getting wet. Huh? That's not responsible either. I'd I'd have to see that again. Yeah. But you know, I also wonder. I would think. Do orangutans take baths? There's a lot of questions. No, I don't think they do. They do self cleaning, right? Not in the traditional sense that we do. Yeah. So, so this, I mean, I, I would think this would be stressful for Dunstan. Yeah. Or at least unpleasant. Yeah. It's, it's a semi funny visual. I mean, maybe they go in water. Yeah. Maybe they go. Maybe it's probably like rivers and shit. Bubbles. Bubble, sure. See that bubble. cloth? Oh, uh, yeah. It's some kind of... It's I, like a robe, maybe. I wonder... A robe or like a curtain. Well, yeah. It looks like a drapery. Yeah. But I also wonder... It could if be like a nice silk robe, though. I wonder if that is somehow etched in. It's false. Oh. You see, you see the solid steps. There's yeah. steps on each side. Mm-hmm. But this that could be a decorative etching on the side of the... Or I guess... I, I'm, I'm assuming it's stone. It's probably plaster or some something yeah because it is a vaguely egyptian themed room yeah there's like sphinxes and stuff around yeah there's a sarcophagus behind the bath yeah which that doesn't seem right or famously um kanye west put the pussy um what the fuck? it's a lyric in a song <laughs> just say <laughs> what it's a lyric in a song can i just say <laughs> wtf Listen. And I am talking about locking the gates now. Let's. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, what, would you like to t- say what Brian says it to the phone? Yeah. He, so he's picked up. It's a phone. It's in the old style of like the receipt. It looks like a, you know, 1930s phone or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he says the minute is ending here. So he says that. This li- <laughs> he says that. Yeah. <laughs> he turns to Gary and says the minute's ending here. Just a heads up. Um. No, but his line is bisected. Um, to the point that all we hear is like, uh, "Yeah, can we get two bananas?" Now, my first when I first watching this, I had normal brain, and I thought he's he's saying banana splits. Yeah. But then after a certain uh, number of watches, I acquired galaxy brain. What if that's just how he says bananas? <laughs> bananas. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a hint of a P. No. No, no. I think I think that's like one of those like psychosomatic things where we're just so expecting the P that we hear it. I guess, but there's not because actually he's only saying bananas. Yeah, that's true. He just wants two bananas. Yeah, two bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now I've got galaxy brain as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god! Uh, you caught that's a horrible doctor saying to <laughs> saying to Melanie. We're sorry. He's come down with galaxy brain. <laughs> he doesn't have much longer to live. I, but I could also just see her saying, that's some dumb internet thing. <laughs> uh, do you know what's next? What movie's next? Yeah. I it do. is a your choice. I do know. Yeah. I do know. Now's the time to say it. Next week on the television podcast, you, you if you hook this your iPhone up to your TV, you can hear uh, then it's a TV podcast. Yeah. Chromecast it. Yeah. We will be talking about the film. The dead don't die. Wow. <laughs> that was what was randomly paired for the next Ghouls. minute. Minute 62. <laughs> if we all remember from the trailer for that I film. I don't remember that from the trailer. Ghouls. So honestly, I'm 
oh, a little excited. You're, we're gonna watch the trailer before you leave here today. Okay, great. Uh, you know, you know what? Mm-hmm. You know what? People should listen to other podcasts. Yeah. And there's, you know what? Although I don't know, honestly, should they? <laughs> well, listen to the ones we're on. Yeah. <laughs> and let's tell let's tell them about them. Yeah, tell tell the people. Uh, I'm on nothing new, a remake podcast where it's me and Justin Kisan talking about remakes. Uh, our January episode was about Little Women, of which there are many different versions. Uh, but we did it. <laughs> You're gonna say of which there are many different Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> there really are. The uh, but we 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 had on a lovely guest uh, Zoe uh, Gullickson, who uh, really was into the '92 version. Oh God, it might have been '94. It was '94. The '94 version of the film. So we talked about that one and Greta Gerwig's 2019 version. You can find the Millennium Falcon in Docking Bay the year Little Women came out. You can't find it in Docking Bay 92. Excuse me. Sometimes you have reference poison and you have to say it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, I also do. It's on my list. It's on my list. Pod.com. What? If any, if anyone knew what the hell I was talking, I knew, I do know what I was talking about, but if anyone else did put it in show notes, just go into show notes in the Dunstan checks men discord and say, Hey Emily, I knew what you were talking about this then. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, you can also uh, check out. It's on my list. It's on my list. Pod. Com, where you kiss, can hear me and five others talk about movies that people say you should see or that others tell you to see. However, that goes. Uh, for January, we talked about uh, for January. Ver- <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't do that one, folks. <laughs> uh, in our January episode was about Emperor's New Groove. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, which is 20 years old now, so we're just going to turn to dust, that's right? That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but go go check that out. It's on myspod.com, and nothing new is benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cool Emily. Also on Twitch, I stream on there sometimes. I was mm. playing Resident Evil recently. Uh, I'm on another <laughs> show with Justin. Not it's not the it's not the guest evil. It's the Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Okay. Evil lives there. Good. Um, uh, check out Go Go Godzilla, which is a podcast I do with Justin Keyson, who you might remember from some other plugs, and Vic Perfecto. Uh, I also edit uh, Ghost Puncher Core. Uh, it's a gig I haven't really plugged before, uh, but check that out. It's a fucking good ass show. Um, who? What else do we say? Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dunstan Checks Men. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is at Majestic Hotel and Y. Mm-hmm. Instagram at Dunstan Checks Men. Search uh, us on U- YouTube. On YouTube, you got to f- search for Dunstan Checks Men. But when you find us, you will find videos that I make to pair with each show. You will find some grade A content. Thank you. I take the trailer for the film we're talking about and mash it up with the minute that we're talking about. Yeah. This will stuff. be the truly challenging times. This will be. Because <laughs> Sorry. The, these are randomly c- c- connected. Yeah. So there's not, not going to be a lot of thematic. It might just be a lot of line readings that I take, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it might yeah. just be a lot of that. You also, uh, you have to, <laughs> you've already done two, I believe. You you have to do two more for a certain movie. Yeah. It, it, is, it is a two more. No, I'll find different <laughs> cuts and stuff. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll swap in some stuff. I look if you have an eagle eye and some of the ones that I've done, I put in some extra footage. You have an eagle eye. Yeah, eagle eye. All it right. sounds like ghouls to me. <laughs> oh, there it is. 
Bringing it back. Uh, uh, review challenge? Discord? Oh, Discord. Join Go- the Dunstan Checksman Discord. Yeah. It's hell. <laughs> it is hell manifested on earth yeah um but, but when you look around you go huh hey, what's so different yeah <laughs> at least this one's organized and has nice people organized you say <laughs> or it should be go to, that was somehow an inside reference go yeah it was yeah this is bad podcasting <laughs> now that's bad podcasting now that's R- what i call bad podcasting. rate and review us on apple um on on an apple write it down on an apple and that's the new challenge yeah at the grocery store and don't buy it (laughs) oh no don't ruin apple for someone else that's true don't do that well Mm -hmm. pick like a if you see like a bad apple that like definitely no one else would pick you can do it on that one all right um give us five stars and then What, 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 and then what? I, I write it on an apple. That's the whole bit now. Oh, that's the whole bit now. So, and but when you leave your review, you say, I wrote it on the apple. Yeah. Yeah. It, say this, this app, this review transcribed on an apple at, and then name the grocery store you did. There you go. Leave a paper trail. <laughs> leave a paper trail. A digital paper trail, yeah. if you, if you will. Save the urt, all that. Save the urt? Yeah. Save the urt. Well, go paperless. Save the urt. Okay. Good. Very good. And what do we say? Now, um, remember, Dunson is spelled with a U. And we're checking out. Feeding peckish this midnight? Seat your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara Podcast is here for you, intrepid listener. We sample only the finest and sinister stories and, quoting them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as airy audio dramas. Tune in as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appétit. <laughs> This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.